The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. The 2020 Dacia sales event is now on at Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Call in to see how shockingly affordable a new Dacia is in the new year. You're very welcome to uh, Wednesday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Straight to business on the show this afternoon. 45 years next year and not a crossword between them, despite the fact that they've spent more time together than many couples. They've recorded 900 songs, more than 900, released over 30 albums, which have sold more than 20 million copies worldwide. And they're bringing their new show to the North East shortly. I'm delighted to welcome back to Late Lunch, Mick Foster and Tony Allen. Hey, boys, you're looking well. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <Fair bread here. laughs> you're welcome. Hello, you, it was more than a year ago you were here, wasn't it? No, more it's about a year, I think. Oh, it was this time last year. Yeah, yeah. I think it's younger looking you're getting. To oh, thanks honest. very much. Oh, what's, what's more frightening? It could be two years. It could it be. Could. It could be. We won't even go down no, that road. When I tell you something, when I tell you something, do you know serendipity in the world? I was at home flicking the television last night and went across big TG Cahar and had to stop. Oh, yeah. There we were, you we were, were. We were smiling at you. You were smiling at me. In our, in our cream suits. <laughs> oh, listen. And more besides, <laughs> oh, let absolutely. me tell you. Hey, I saw you out with a guitar serenading oh, yeah. a blondie haired one near oh, a lake. Do you remember you making that video? I do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why he'd be out all right, you know. <laughs> well, and once I had the guitar, she was all right. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But, you know, it, it, Gloria Honeyford, you know, ah, was Gloria. presenting yeah, the show for you. And I saw a name in the credits I wanted yeah. to mention to you. Don't Cassidy yeah country music Irish yeah. music royalty yeah, isn't he yeah. he's, he's working away and he is well Peter his son looks after everything oh now, fantastic yeah. Yeah, Peter, Peter does the job and, and keeps when we joined Donny's operation first Peter was going around he was going around in short trousers he was a child he's now running the whole operation so so that's, that's, what, for, that's what 45 years that's, on the road does. Yeah. That's what the years do, for, for certain. Um, the, the other thing about the, the, the show, and I really enjoyed it, it, it shows you from, you know, yesteryear oh, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. present. What about this song you did with Nathan Carter? The status oh, quo song, Burnham was it? Bridges, yeah. yeah. Great, brilliant song. Did yeah. you love, you know... Oh, it was great working with Nathan. He's an amazing... Well, all the guys we worked with were great. And you mentioned Gloria. The first time we ever did a duet was with Gloria Uniford. We did True Love way, way, way back. Yeah, but we were all young. Even Glory was young. <laughs> but uh, no, the job with Nathan was great. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was uh, I had heard the status quo. They did the acoustic album. Remember mm, that? Yes. And then they did a, a, sh- a concert of acoustic stuff, and they used that as their encore, Burning Bridges. And I said to Mick, "This is a great song. We forget someone just to, you know, boost it up a little bit with this." And of course, Nathan came into our heads and. I met him in Belfast at a Charlie Lansborough concert one night and we were across the road in the pub and we got a few pints into him. I said, how about another song with us? And I'm fair play to him. He was great. He came, even the day of the video, he spent from, I think, half eight in the morning till nine o'clock that night working all day on the yes. video. He was really, really I great. saw you quoted, I don't know what you're saying, but you say a lot of good work happens in pubs. Oh yeah, the best. Well, it must have been him. He'd been in a pub often. The best me. of Irish ideas started in a pub. <laughs> <laughs> Not for you. No, not for you. Tony's the man for the pub, is he? Ah, no, he's not. Uh, not uh, really, not. I'd be done that we're on eight head for our local pub uh, every Friday evening or Friday night, uh, as long as I have a driver. And uh, <laughs> I used to be able to go whether I had a driver or not, but now, and uh, we have all our traditional a sessions in it. And yeah. <laughs> but uh, to get a, a driver now, some that doesn't drink and they'll listen to us talking rubbish in a pub. They're hard got, you know. So sometimes, uh, sometimes if I was really stoked, 
uh, Myra drive me over and, and come back for me because it's only 10 minutes. Yes. Uh, it's out on the heart of the country, halfway between Mullingar and Ballymahon. Huh? <laughs> you were going to say the middle of nowhere. I was, well, <laughs> we live in the middle of nowhere. Well, it's not too bad. It's on the main, the old main Dublin Roscommon Road. So. Yeah. But uh, it's it's my local since I was going to the national school, even though it was only sweets I was buying them times. But now it's porter. <laughs> and good porter at that. Oh, yeah. The best. There's no better pint in the country than in Gonans and Rat Conrad. There I you go. Know. What a plug. That's free drink for the next month That's for it. this yeah, man when he goes in there. I don't believe, very believe much. in your home, Rob. You're stuck on the There'll be two chances. <laughs> but uh, in a general sense, you can see that, I know from this neck of the woods as well, pubs are on the decline. When you go into the pubs, there's nothing but wall-to-wall telephone screens, people yeah, are yeah. stuck on these yeah, things. Yeah. That's not what it's oh. about, is it? No, but you look at the the, 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 the country pub is, is a kind of half-destroyed because look at, I, I'm always preaching that, that if an old lad like me can't go to a pub and drink a couple of pints and drive home in safety, I shouldn't be drinking at all. Mm. But, <laughs> you know, they haven't gone now. And as, it's not lads like us that are causing the crashes and whatever it... Mm young lads speeding and yeah but there seems to be no way of actually legislating for what you want Mick there I know what you're saying and I see it myself I go to Sligo to a beautiful rural pub that we're over fishing and it's the heart of the little community there and there's men there that wouldn't see a face from one end of the week to the other if they didn't go down for a pint the very same in in this place that I'm talking about that people just come you know bachelors come Mm. for the company Mm. and the crack and the chat and and uh, now, uh, sure, they're, they're doing all yeah. the power to live these yeah. rural no at all. Really, you know. Yeah, the, the trouble is, and I know people spoke about this, there's not, you can't have a two-track system. No, no, there's no, either no. a law and But I think there's more, pro- there's more problems than that too. I mean, the, the, the conversation has gone out of the pub, the crack has. has gone out of the pub. You know? mm. I mean, years ago, if you went into a pub, within 10 minutes there'd be a bit of crack going on. Yes. You'd be there, you go in for one pint or two pints, you'd be there two or three hours later. <laughs> yeah. you know, but that's gone. Yeah. You go into a pub and talk to a lad, now he'd get up and leave. Leave you. <laughs> Unless you come to our pub. <laughs> our local pub, lads wouldn't shut their mouth and there's crack going on all the time. Because the television is in a different room. Yes. And, yes. and the pool table is in a different mm. room. Mm. But where we'd be, uh, there's no radio, no, that's all crack. I'm all for that. I meet a group of boys, I've been meeting them this evening, every Wednesday for years and years, it must be 20 to 30 years now, and there's no phones, we just chat, we yeah. talk, and we, we love it, and it's yeah. it, it's just great, and that's the way it should be. That's it, exactly it. really it. should. Hey, come here, I, I, I have a crow to pick with you, Mick. You yes. Your good woman, Myra, she's out yeah. at the reception yeah. here, she didn't want to come in for us. Jeepers, you kept that quiet in September 2018, oh, didn't, didn't you? Well, yeah. I did, but you see, we we were practising for 27 years. <laughs> because, you uh, want to make sure you had it right. She's, a, she's our band leader and keyboard player as well as my wife, so, you know, yeah. she's with me on the road and she's with me at home. And, you can't get away from long was he going to suffer? We were all going to suffer. The one that what I'm talking about, you got, married, got married. And as you yeah. said, you were together for 27 years. Jeez, you took your time. I did. Uh, we were just uh, making sure, you know, practice makes perfect. <laughs> so we did our best. And, and uh, it, you know, our best is good enough at the minute anyway. So Did you tell him? No, well, he didn't tell me either. <laughs> I got what? married 10 years ago and told nobody And either. you didn't tell him? No, no he didn't bring me and I didn't bring I him. I went off. Uh, <laughs> he says, if he didn't bring me, I'd get me on back. I'll have him at home as well. 
it, I said it in the introduction, but mm. and I, you, you just have to believe this. You've never had a crossword. No, so what's the point? I mean, there's no need never. What's there to argue about? Like, we have to go and do what we have to do, and that's it. And and you see, Liam Peter in, Cassidy or somebody in, in, <laughs> in a lot of bands, you know, there's competition, but with us, there's no competition. There never was because I can't do what he does and he can't do what I do. So there's never any danger of the two saying, I want to do that song. Mm. Because, you know, he wouldn't want to do what I'm doing and I wouldn't be able to do what he does. So <laughs> what are you going to argue about? You know, and, and from day one, we were mercenaries. You know, every pound that came in, 10 shillings was his and 10 shillings was mine. And that's the way it is, even though it's gone into scent and all that. Carry on now. Yeah, and I was going to say, uh, should I say, there was nothing for the tax man at one stage, no, but sure, that's all sorted and done now. He, he sorted out. <laughs> He's, he's happy. He did. He's happy. Happy, anyway. happy Christmas to him and a, and a happy we, New Year. We might be as happy as he is, but he's happy to look at that sort of match. I'll tell you, we, we all feel the same about that bloke, or if it's a woman, or we don't know yeah, who it whatever. is at the stage. Yeah. But anyway, um, how do you look? I mentioned, look at all the songs you've recorded. How do you come to a set list for oh. a tour like? Well, a the tour mo- is not too hard because we've been awful, awful lucky. We've had a load of good, strong singles. You know, bunch of time. Maggie after mm. there's about I suppose and then we had Mrs Brown's boys and we owe it all to you and the one with Nathan and one with Brandon McPhee so we kind of have to do all them you know so by the time they're all done there's, there's only a handful of stuff yes. has to be put in and we always sort of listen to what the, the customer is saying as you go around you know after the show someone will say when are you going to do such a song you know so you get that ready for the next tour you know um, I like that because you know with some artists you go to they want to push forward all the new stuff and they sort of leave the oh, ones we love behind crazy bananas <laughs> and then they can go back years because I remember going to the National Concert Hall one night to hear Nana Muscuri a hundred year ago and I sat all night waiting for the White Rose of Athens and she never did it and I felt like strangling her and I came home thick my, oh you my. Know. I had the same experience with uh, Stevie Wonder recently in Dublin. I wanted to see him all my life. Yeah. Oh, boys, it was the most disappointing night. He didn't cover the hits. He did oh. not one here yeah. or there. And, and people left scratching their heads. Yeah, you know what I mean? And that's what brought people in the first place. Of course. Why, well, why do you get the tickets? You, know. you want to go and see the hits. The boys are such crack, aren't they? Foster and Alan are with <laughs> me on Late Lunch. And I want to tell you this. They're appearing in the New Grange Hotel in Navin on the 4th of January. They're in the TLT Drogheda a week later on the 11th. And the night before that, they're in the Four Seasons in Monaghan. Oh, yeah. Now, they're the big local gigs coming up. And you know, it's the 25th of December this day week. And an old ticket or two, you know yourself. Yeah. They go down well with people. Oh, they really gifts. do. Great Christmas gifts. Absolutely know. fit perfect in a Christmas stocking for Mammy or Granny <laughs> or Auntie Mary or whoever, you know. Whoever. Here's the question. I have a pair of tickets for each of the gigs. I have All a pair them. for the New Grange and a pair for the TLT to give away. I know you love these guys. Here's the question. I'll ask the two of them to shut their ears. Who is the youngest, Mick or Tony? Hey. Who is the youngest? <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's a clue there somewhere. 086-1800-658. Text or WhatsApp us now with the answer and we'll pick somebody for those tickets before the end of the show the boys are staying with me Mick Foster and Tony Allen are with me on late lunch they're appearing at the New Grange Hotel in Navin on the 4th of January the Four Seasons in Monaghan on the 10th and the TLT Theatre in Drogheda on the 11th and if you'd like to go along to Drogheda or Navin I have a pair of tickets for each to give away who's the younger buck sitting in the hot seat on late lunch today is it Tony or is it Mick 086 1800 658 by WhatsApp or text with your answers 
How many times have you been to Australia? Because you were back again this summer. Yeah, we did Australia. Uh, we came home the first week in June after our 20th tour. 20 uh, yeah. tours? And we were in New Zealand last year, and that was about our 15th tour. So we're getting used to the places at this stage, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what do you make of Australia, you know, oh, I compared love to home? No, I love it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, and I love the, the see the weather is probably I can if it's while well, we go out it's it's not summer and it's not winter it's a little now I, I'm sure I wouldn't want to be out there at the moment because I think it's oh, nearly yeah. thirty degrees. <laughs> you know, that, a new yeah. record yesterday. You yeah, saw yeah, that. Yeah, forty one yeah. or forty two yeah. average. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, we have the best yeah. weather in the world here. Because Even though we give out yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, you're you never, yeah. you're never, you're not going to freeze and you're not going to roast. You could, you could wear the same clothes every day here for the whole year round. You could, more or less. But Australia, we've been very lucky. Like Maggie was number one in Australia back in nineteen eighty four, number one in New Zealand, Australia, and South Africa. So it was. We arrived there after having a number one record, which was fairly exciting, you know. Oh, nothing to come in on the no. on, on the wave yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Will you talk about that song, Maggie? Can I ask yeah. you something that somebody else mentioned to me to say to you when you were here today? Johnny McAvoy recorded it as Nora. What's yeah. the story behind it? Well, Maggie that? was the original song. It was written way, way back in the end of the last century. In, in I think it was... Was in in Canada. The guy that wrote was a Canadian school teacher. Wrote of one of his students, and then uh, Sean O'Casey was wrote the Plough and the Stars. Yes, well, he changed the words but kept the air and wrote a song about Nora, and that's that's how that that's that how came. that came about. That's how that came about. Then Maura O'Connell confused everybody. She recorded <laughs> the words of Nora and called it Maggie. So. Yeah, Confucius, he say. Tony Allen has clarified on late lunch this afternoon for, for the late, everybody. The late great Count John McCormack had a hit with it in Australia in the 1920s. Really? With Maggie. So we weren't forced. On a cylinder, no, not even on a... No, but let me yeah. say this. It's a classic. Ah, oh, you know song. yourself, boys, great when song. you... Yeah. It's a great wonderful, song. wonderful song. Tony, I have news for you. I was Googling you this morning early and just having a look around to see what was going on. And when I put in Tony Allen, singer, Tony <laughs> Aladipo Allen came up. Do, oh. do you know about this? He's Nigerian, he's a singer, and he's based in France. All right. <laughs> I know there's a drummer in America called Tony Allen. Tony Allen, Allen yeah. as well. Yeah. Just like, like, it's only a little trivia. Oh, I just said, I, I was disgusted. I said, Aye, there'll be a good few Tony Allens. Where's Mc... boy? There's not many McFosters. No, and if, if you Allen. Google Payne McFoster, the only one you'll get is either me or a jazz sax player in England. Right. Other than that, we're unique. So you're a two you know. of a kind. Tony's yeah. many one of a of kind. Right. <laughs> Matter what colour he is. <laughs> coming, coming back to uh, this tour and um, on the road again, going into the 45th year. Are you as crazy about it as ever? Is the hunger is you know intense with you? Actually, we look at we're, we're we're playing music since we were going to the national school, and we'll play it while we're able to. Well, while I'm able to drag him a logion and he's able to sing uh, so you know no matter how many television shows you do or many records you make uh, the live audience and their reaction is is, is, is the main thing that's the pinnacle is it yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's why that's what brought you into business in the first day play music and get people to listen to you playing you know? I mean the first time <coughs> I was on stage was in, in December 1960 that was the first time I played in public and, you know, I'm still at it, so... I was a twinkle in me mother's eye, and look at the state of me there telling you, go, you yeah. that. I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't really hope that time. <laughs> you weren't even <laughs> a bad thought. 
<laughs> I saw <laughs> you as well last year, and I, I want to mention this because there's a tribute to him on the Late Late Show this Friday. You were involved with Brendan, the oh, late right. Brendan Grace, yeah. and the Forget Me Not Choir. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. you know, he, he rang. Uh, we knew, know Brendan for a lifetime, you know, and uh, he, he was a gentleman. He, he was, you know, one of these people that, you know, because he became well-known and famous, he, he never changed. He was still a, a fierce, nice fella. And he, that pub I was talking to you about with the great pint, he used to ring me and he'd come up from Clare and we'd go out there and then we'd have to leave the car and get a taxi home. <laughs> but he rang me one day about to see would we do this uh, programme. So he says, we will. Uh, well, I had to ring Tony first to make sure he would. And, uh, but they were actually recording the phone call which I didn't know and, oh you uh, didn't hear that there was, no oh there was a f- there was, uh, there should have been a few there was a lot of beeps, language a lot of language no that you wasn't going to have here today there was definitely oh, yeah. no beeps for him and uh, <laughs> so right. then we, we we went ahead and did it and he'll tell you the rest of it oh it was great yeah it was brilliant he put, they put it out on the documentary him talking yes. to Mick the language was shocking <laughs> And he dragged them out fairly well. And then, of course, the concert was great, like in, mm. in Dublin. But the, the, the one with the Forget Me Nots was amazing. It's a oh, serious great incredible, choir. Incredible, yeah, incredible. Yeah. He, he was here with me on a number of occasions as well. And he was just like yourselves. Nice, great oh, choir. The warmth of a man. Yeah, he's a natural witch. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the very same, you know. He was the very mm. same uh, 40 years ago as he was up till he died. Yes. And Mayor and myself went down to see him in the Galway clinic the week before he died. Mm. And uh, he was he was wired up and, and uh, tubes here and there and he was sitting in a chair and a big box of milk tray <laughs> on his knee. And I says to him, which of them sweets do you like the best? The mall, he said. <laughs> That'd be him. <laughs> Quick one for you before you go. Will you ask Mick Jerry, where does he buy his accordions? That's coming in for a, from a squeeze box player ourselves from Vera. Right. Uh, um, Highland Accordions in Inverness in Scotland is probably the best uh, it's the second biggest accordion shop in Europe Okay. and a fellow called Murray Balfour owns it and you, you won't get a better selection anywhere now most of my accordions are Italian but the one I use on stage is a French one it's, it's a Salterel because it's an old man's accordion you know it's late and there's a great barrel over for traditional music but uh, if he wants to get a you know a, a good selection yes uh, Highland Accordions and brilliant, Inverness brilliant brilliant reminding you again it's the New Grange Hotel the 4th of January the TLT in Drogheda on the 11th and the night before that it, on the 10th it's the Four Seasons in Monaghan tickets available from the hotels and your website I saw yeah, as well Foster and Allen as well if you want to go along to Drogheda and Avon, have a pair of tickets for each. Who's the younger, Mick or Tony? 086-1800-658. They're pouring in. There's still an opportunity. We'll pick uh, two winners before the end of the show. Don't leave it as long. I love the period tidbits. <laughs> Great success to you for the 45th year. And we're going to play out with a Christmas one from Foster and Allen. It's the Christmas Polka. Thank you, boys. Thank, Thank you very you. much. God bless you, sir. And happy Christmas. This is Christmas season, so there isn't any reason we can't dance the Christmas polka. Here's levels ringing, everybody's singing, dancing the Christmas polka. Christmas trees and holly makes everybody jolly, and love just fills the air. It's a wonderful world. 
for a boy and a girl while dancing the Christmas polka. A merry Christmas polka. Let's dance, let's dance, let's dance. Everyone so happy. The air is filled with romance. Watch the sweethearts kissing as they dance neath the mistletoe. It's a sight to behold for the young and the old. A merry Christmas polka. Season, so there isn't any reason we can't dance the Christmas polka. Here's levels ringing, everybody's singing, dancing the Christmas polka. Christmas trees and holly makes everybody jolly, and love just fills the air. It's a wonderful world for a boy and a girl. While dancing the Christmas polka, it's a wonderful world for a boy and a girl. While dancing the Christmas polka. Welcome to the Late Lunch Show on LMFM Radio. Yeah, she's a little bit later today, but that's Ava Flynn, my assistant this week, welcoming you all to the Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Christmas Wednesday afternoon. And as you do know, our cuties, our Christmas cuties, were uh, looking for you to send in to us little videos of your children singing or reading or, you know, performing in general. Now, I want to say to you, we got a ball of them last night sent in. But the children dancing in the main, and we can't see dancing on the radio, so they must sing or must recite something on these Christmas cutie videos. So get them into us, 086-1800-658, by WhatsApp, or you can send them to late lunch at lmfm.ie. Let's have a listen. Louise, who have you for us now? Our next Christmas cutie, who is it? I think there was a little bit of a snip oh, that went They, they there, tried to get in across uh... <laughs> me, and that doesn't happen. They just tried to butt in there. Come on, who have we? We have four-year-old Daniel Gorman, and he's from Stabannon. Let's be hearing him. When Santa got stuck up the chimney, he began to shout, Boys and girls don't get any toys if you don't pull me out. My beard is black, the soot on my sack, I know this tickly too. When Santa got stuck up the chimney, a true, a true, a true! <laughs> Daniel Goodman yourself, 
Oh, they're star of the future for sure. You're in. Yes, you're one of our Christmas cuties. And remember, by weekend, or probably on Monday, just before we break for Christmas, we'll pick one cutie from all who qualified through. And there's a €250 voucher for Shoe City and Castle Blaney for the cutest cutie. So keep them coming to us. There's a man joining me now, and I have to say, he has a great association with young people. Ever from the time he came to our Lady of Lourdes Church in St. Peter's Parish in Drogheda. And I got to know him then, and I've known him over the years. He's been in the Lourdes in Drogheda, Redeemer in Dundalk. He's known in North Loud, DKIT chaplain. And he's back now as parish priest of Monaster Boyce, Father Paddy Rush. It's great to have you back with Jerry, us. Jerry, great lunch. to be back with you too. Thank you so much. Would you believe that was 1996 when I went, came to the Lourdes? You look just the same. Oh. It's amazing. <laughs> Here, Whatever the- you're doing, I, I want to know the secret, Jerry. Is it, I think you have to go to Specsavers. <laughs> but may I say the same to you? You haven't kind. changed either. Do you remember those days when you I were do, we were a I big do. advocate of children in the church? Absolutely. Uh, I suppose as a younger priest, you know, you're full of enthusiasm and you want to see, I suppose, people connecting with the church. I suppose those were very different days too for the church and, you know, a lot has happened since then. But uh, there was a lot, of, a, a lot of good stuff going on and the Lourdes has a great youth choir, you know that, the Our Lady of Lourdes youth choir there. And uh, the team that we had around at that time, we, we were kind of very keen to try and have a o- more open space for young people. And we begun a, like a children's mass for Christmas. I don't know if you remember that. I remember uh, it well. <laughs> so I that do. was great. And you know, when you have children or grandchildren, it, it's part of it and, and, and you love it. But I suppose as people as well, Paddy, and you know this well in parishioners, they avoid that mass like the plague or that oh, get together. It's not for everybody, Jerry. I understand that too. And I suppose we have to be sensitive to yes. that as long as people have a choice. Yeah. Uh, but I think where I'm at, I, I would like to certainly invite, l- like little Daniel. I mean, you couldn't have uh, anything better than that. It's, it's absolutely oh, fantastic. beautiful. And uh, yesterday, I sadly had a funeral yesterday of one of our parishioners, but her little granddaughter wanted to sing that beautiful, you probably heard it, the Somewhere in My Memory by John Williams. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to sing that for her nana and she was brilliant she was brilliant at a very difficult time she got up and she did it and it was just lovely Uh, so those are very special moments when the kids get involved this is a very special time in the church and you know I want to say this that you know we are bombarded in life today to get out there spend 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 buy 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 eat 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 drink as much as you can buy the biggest presents possible for you know the people that you, you you love it's relentless and yet the message of christmas does do you despair when you, when when you see the way the world is today i don't despair no but i do get sad from time to time when i see the pressure that's on people i i mean many of us know the pressure that families are under these days and that never changes what does change is the demands of work and the uh, the busyness of of the the civil society and stuff like that. People are expected to be always on call nearly uh, and so on. Even Christmas, we're getting more like, I suppose, the United States or other countries in that regard where you get very little holidays for these special times. I hope we hold on to that really in Ireland. I hope that's something that we can stand apart with, you know, that we are not like every other society uh, and that there's something special with the Irish way of doing Well, can things. I tell you from uh, uh, Scandinavia, you know the company Yusk, they've yes. opened here uh, yes. and they're opening all over Ireland. They are closing Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and St Stephen's Day. There you go. And they've taken that decision that those uh, 
three days will be days shut and time off. Yes, and I, I, I like that. Now, again, not everybody likes that. I know people who deliberately go away at Christmas time because they don't want to be somewhere where things do close. Uh, but I remember the days when you, you got your last stuff on Christmas Eve and you couldn't get another bit of thing until maybe the 27, 28th. Or so do I. Nearly into the Christmas. new year, yes, yeah. at times, yeah. And, you know, Jerry, I've had this conversation with so many people of my age, 50 thereabouts, um, and and older that today we have we every day nearly is as good as Christmas Day today and the demand therefore to make Christmas Day even more special is huge and the pressure is huge and I suppose I'd be one of the maybe the the advocate of bring it back to the basics and the simple things in fact uh, at church the other day I had those a lovely little I got it off Facebook actually uh, thank God for Facebook in many ways um, uh, you know instead of uh, making cakes, make memories instead of buying presents, give time, you know, that kind of idea that we can reorganise things a little bit better, maybe to, to get to the real meaning and, and real experience, things that stay with us. Yes, can I say cool the jets to cool the jets. our listeners this afternoon, just a little bit, you know what I mean, because it, it'll come and go and it'll happen and, you know, but the message, the, the Christian message of the arrival of this wee baby in Bethlehem it's, it, it, I, I know Easter is a very important and probably the most important time for the church, but here you have this message of hope. Well, they're connected, aren't they? Yes. I mean, the baby in the crib is the king on the cross. Uh, you know, it's that connection. Jesus could never have taken our sins on the cross and died in that way if he had never been born. And so it's, it, it's, it's a continuity of things. And I suppose that for us today, you know, we are captivated by the Christmas message still. You see that in all of the advertisements, you know, pulling at the heartstrings. Many of us melt at a Christmas cutie when we see them around. And it's lovely to see the little, the little children. It is a children's time and long may that last and may our children continue to be children for many, many years. You know, we, I don't want to see them grow up too quickly. You know, I, I love to see them still enjoy the spirit of the yes. season. The, the church, though, it's an extra special time with the Christmas Mass, of course, and then the church, the crib in the church. And I always think that the crib is such a focal point at this time and, and, and a place that should be visited. Well, it, it is. I'm glad to say that many churches have that experience, thank God, that people are still coming to visit their crib and making it a family occasion often. They come, maybe do a bit of shopping in town, maybe get a wee bite to eat or something like that. And then they come together to, to the crib or they go to the crib before they go to uh, to other places. It's still very much a, a part of, of that time of the, of the year. And I, again, I think people want to hold on to that. And so much effort is going in, in parishes across the country and in our county and and other places where volunteers make the cribs and put them up and put so much effort and dedication into I know in our parish it's all volunteers and, yes. and we're so grateful for that and so proud of it. And that. I'm sure the materials and the figures in it as well, they go back, they connect generations, don't they? Do. They? they do, that's what I was, I was talking to someone today, I was at a nativity play in the school before I came to you and uh, it was a modern take on the nativity play so it had superheroes and it um, it was it was called a very mixed up, uh, very mixed 
stop nativity. But it was wonderful. It was wonderful. And this, some of the songs, I could see all the parents singing the songs. And then I was talking to some of them afterwards. And they, they said, yeah, I remember when I did my nativity play. But of course, at that time, maybe parents didn't get a chance to go in and see the children do that. And I think that's where we have come so many, some f- great further along in so many ways that we're, we're more sensitive to parents coming to be able to see their children make these momentous uh, mm. occasions. And Is it a good time as well, uh, Paddy, for people to perhaps reconnect with the church? Because you alluded to it yourself, 1996 you began and there have been many, many challenges for the church in the interim. Well documented, well spoken about as well. A lot of people have drifted from the church. Yeah. Is this a good time, you know, for people maybe to go back? And, and maybe there's a reluctance to go back. There might be a reluctance to go back. Um, and certainly there are many other um, co- uh, competitive uh, demands on time now. Um, but I think there is still a, that that fundamental message there. And, and I hope a lot of my colleagues would be of the mind that uh, certainly whenever I go out on a Christmas Eve and I see a full church I'm just so, my heart is just so full of joy and I welcome everybody and there's maybe people I haven't seen since last Christmas and I'm delighted to see them there. I'm not, you know, some of my colleagues might in the past have been uh, a little annoyed that people didn't appear and so on and so forth. But no, that's, I think it's wonderful that we gather at all and I think any kind of gathering that we have uh, is, is so important and I think that's why Christmas is a special time and always will be a special time for us. Now we've been talking about the celebration it is and the joy and the hope that it gives and all that surrounds it. But Paddy, I don't have to tell you, it's a very tough time of year for some people. Totally, Jerry. I mean, it's it's a, a time for so many reasons where people are in difficulty. Um, we know bereavement. I mentioned that just a moment ago. We also know sickness. People are, are some many people are very sick. We think of people who are homeless. We think of people who are lonely, uh, living away, either lonely because of bereavement or because of separation or because their family maybe are living in Australia or America and can't get home or they can't get out to them. Um, and there's a lot of people that find Christmas very, very difficult. And I wouldn't want to begin to force anybody to, to, you know, try and be energetic about it and so on. But I would, I would hope that there would be some little consolation there at Christmas, because part of the Christmas story touches everybody. I, you know, whether it's the, if it's people who are homeless, you think of Jesus with no room at the end being born. In that sense, you think of people in pain or distress. Well, Mary had to go through a labour. That's pain and distress. Uh, you think of uh, those who are uh, in darkness for whatever reason, depression, fear, anxiety. Christ came uh, with light and love and you think of uh, peace in the world and, and the, the, that was the message of the angels bringing peace into the world and then of course the, the joy we talked about the joy and I, I do think that many people will find joy at Christmas whether it be in their grandchildren or the beauty of nature or uh, meeting up with old friends that maybe are only home for once a, a year or just even some people I know just love the simplicity of being on their own, maybe. And we have to respect that too. So whatever a person's individual story, I think, to know that there is, if you're in trouble, there's support and there's help there for you. And reach out, because it will be given. And if you uh, need a space or you need to create a space, to do that. To know that you, you can do that. And, and maybe to be free to break a tradition, because sometimes people can, people can be very captivated by tradition. 
or to make a new tradition, to start something different, start something new for yourself or for your family uh, this year. And I think that could help. You mentioned peace and what kind of a world could this be if it were at peace? And yet, through the centuries, through the decades, into the current year, and I, I, I think of the people in Syria and, yeah. and Palestine, and, you know, we're, we're regarded as, you know, the, the birthplace of, of, of faith and that, and in other parts of the world as well. It's, it's horrendous, isn't it? It is horrendous, Jerry. And I suppose it's, it's a reminder to us all that as for all that we've achieved, for all of our great... Uh, progress as a, as a human species we still have a lot to do I'm delighted that next week uh, the, the Scouts of Ireland are bringing the peace light from Bethlehem to many parishes it's coming to Tenure Church on uh, Saturday night so it was lit about two weeks ago in Bethlehem and it's been transported by the scouting movement throughout the whole of Europe and uh, the peace line is coming to many of our parishes, but particularly it'll be coming to Tenure on Saturday night. I think this is one of your parishioners who've just been on to us. Mary's been on to say, I am just delighted to hear pa- uh, Father Paddy on the radio. He is very welcome in Monaster Boys. He's oh, going to be a fantastic parish priest. And he's always interested in people and all that's going on. Oh, that's very kind. Hi, uh, thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Absolutely. And look, I've enjoyed my time in Monster Boys so far. Only three months, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> it's a honeymoon. A long time. Honeymoon. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I can tell you, all the places he's been, he has been terrific and so well regarded. You're lucky in Monster Boys to kind. have a. May, may I say, in, in a general sense, for Christians at this, and there are many non-Christians listening to us today. There Absolutely. are many non-believers Neither listening. Of course, today, of you know, the, the Christian churches celebrate and come together. But what if people of no faith or different faiths? What do you say to them? You know, that it can be a little awkward maybe at this time of the year. Absolutely. I, I can imagine if, if you had no faith or if you were uh, of a different faith, it, it is probably very difficult. Um, I suppose as a believer, I, be, I would like to think that there is something in the message of Christ that everybody can Accept uh, in some way, whether it's peace or goodwill, or you know, being a, a light or an example to others. I think Christ uh, encompasses many, many varied uh, faiths and, and no faith. But I understand that when people are very, uh, you know, set in, in their mind, no, this is not for me, and I understand that. I think, thankfully, today we, we're in a society where a lot of that is respected in ways that maybe it hadn't been in, in the past. And I think it's great that we have that breadth of society, that people who, who are faithful and traditional and so on and so forth can practice that, and those who aren't can decide not to not to practice that. But I think there is something uh, in, in the message of Christ at Christmas for, for many, many, many people. I want to leave our listeners with that wonderful thought and take the opportunity to wish you a very happy Christmas in your first Christmas in your new parish of Monaster Boys and all the very best you, for Jerry. the new year and to likewise, you and Blessings and to all of the uh, listeners uh, I hope we all have the gladness of the shepherds, the, uh, the, the worship of the wise men and the peace of Christ uh, at Christmas time for us all. And we're going to finish with a little request of yours. Yes, I heard this at the Nativity Play today up in Hairstown School near Podrig. And I'd heard it a couple of years ago, but I think the words of this are really, really lovely. And I suppose it's maybe a more modern Christmas carol. Father Paddy Rush, thank you for joining us thank on the you, show Jerry. today. Happy Christmas. I 
had a dream that I was standing on a hillside And all the lights of time were shining for me But I believe in beautiful voices sang a new song That everyone knew spoke to me, I knew it was an angel He said there's something that I think you want to know Then he just smiled, said don't be afraid Now sing a new song that everyone knows Oh, I We've arrived at Causey Farm. You might remember on late lunch that not Halloween just gone by, but the previous year, 2018, myself and Louise came here for Farmophobia. We'll never forget it, will we? No, I still have nightmares about that. <laughs> but we're back today in different circumstances because we wanted to do this as well, didn't we? Oh, yeah, Christmas. You have to come back to Causey for Christmas and see the kids. So you've two big kids from late lunch, myself and Louise, here this evening. Catherine Lochran will be our guide round the Christmas experience. What's this all about? Well, this is all about coming to see, uh, not just to see Santa, but uh, having a little bit of an experience visiting Mary and Joseph in Bethlehem. And then moving on, we have a very unusual animal to show the people. And then we go into Christmas Cottage where the lady is in there with a lovely story and she'll allow you stir the pudding and make a wish. And you move on to the elves in the post office and then you're getting closer and closer to Santa's house and visiting, see Mrs. Claus and all the elves that are there in the workshop. Oh my God, isn't this just tremendous? Absolutely. So it's for children of all ages? Absolutely. From any age you can. You don't have to be four or five. You can be 44 or 45 to come here. (laughs) And more, may I say. I won't go there at this point in time. I'm stepping out on that. (laughs) (laughs) Louise, isn't it just so exciting when you hear all the tears? So everybody's after having a mince pie and the uh, lovely mulled apple juice and we're heading now to we're heading off to Bethlehem to visit Mary and Joseph and I'm just going to ask the children now to have a look out for a big bright star and we'll know then we've arrived in Bethlehem when we find the star. Now we are on the right road everybody. What do we need to find now so that we know we're in Bethlehem? Can anyone tell me? The star. Keep an eye out for the star and when you find it will you shout out real loud and let us know we found the star. Are we ready to go again? Okay, follow me. Anybody see the star? Yes, there. Where is it? There. Oh, look at the star. Over the stable. And who'll be in the stable? Who do we expect to find in the stable? Nobody. Nobody. (laughs) Nobody. Who? Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Who else? Baby Jesus and? His mother. Yes. And Joseph. Ah, you know well who we're going to find in here. Come on, let's go along to where the star is. Ah, when I manger, no paper, I bear. My little Lord Jesus, I'll turn his sweet head. The stars in the bright sky, look down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus, asleep on the hay. 
What's your name? Chloe Margaret McKenna. Ah, the full name. Aren't you just the most wonderful singer away in a manger? Wonderful, wonderful. Well done to you. You're brilliant. Louise, we've just left the uh, stable in Bethlehem on Causey, the Christmas experience. Where are we for next? I think we're heading for look for the three wise men. Could be searching for a while. <laughs> oh, they don't come yet. They're very far away. You weren't far wrong, Louise Walsh. Here's a big camel. The wise men are somewhere near. Are you are you telepathic? Had your premonition? Was very, very close, wasn't I? Yeah, you right. were very close, very close. Catherine, where are we here? We're here now just looking at this very unusual and we have our goat called Lucy, but this is Ivan, our camel. And he lives with us in here on Causey Farm all year round. It's like his retirement home. He's here now to stay. He goes out in the springtime with the cows and comes back in like this. So this is Ivan, and he's relaxing this evening. He must have had a good tea on there. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he looking great. Louise was saying, I think we're going to see the, the three wise men, and the next thing we come round the corner, and here's our camel. Well, there mustn't be that wise men. They've lost our camel here. We, we have the camel here. He's in Causey. He's in Causey. <laughs> it's wonderful, buzz. isn't it? It's a great buzz. Oh, this is great. great. And you get excited with yeah. the children. You have to because they're so it's lovely to see them their little faces and it's going to get a lot more exciting when they move towards Santa here we go we've just arrived at the elves post office and I've met my first elf yes hello my name is Tinsel I'm the post office elf it's very nice to meet you (laughs) and it's great to meet you too Tinsel will you uh, take us into your post office come on in guys okay hello everybody my name is Tinsel and I'm the North Pole post office elf guys Now, do we see this gigantic pile of letters I have here? I need loads and loads of help sorting them into the good list and the naughty list, and I'm wondering if any boys and girls maybe want to help me today. Does that sound good? Okay, super duper. I need all the boys and girls up to the front end for me, please, guys. Okay, guys, what's going to happen is I'm going to read out a letter, and then I'm going to need your guys' help to decide whether it's on the naughty or the nice list. Is that okay, guys? Super duper. So are we ready for our first letter? Brilliant, guys. Dear Santa, my name is Ethan and I am nine years old. Last year you gave me a remote control car and I love it. I play with it all of the time. This year my family got a new puppy and I have to walk him and make sure his water is full. Can you please bring me some toys for my new puppy and a surprise for me? Love from Ethan. Guys, what do we think about this letter? Are we sure? Uh, guys, I can't really hear you. Are we sure? Yeah. yeah. So, guys, we think the naughty or the nice list? Nice. The nicest. Guys, we think it goes in the nicest. I need both hands in the sky, shaking them all about, and down on the floor, shake them all about, and sky, and floor, and sky, and floor, and sky, and floor, and sky. Brilliant, guys. That was super duper. That one definitely goes on the nicest. Are we ready for the next letter, guys? Yeah. Super. Dear Santa... This year, I want a TV and an iPad and a scooter and a Dublin jersey and a trip to Disneyland Paris and tickets to Taylor Swift in America and an unlimited supply of sweets. And if you don't give me all of these things, I'll go up to the North Pole and steal them from you. From Norwich. Boys and girls, what do we think about that letter? I think that is a super duper naughty letter, boys and girls. She's threatening to come up to the North Pole and steal all our presents. 
What do you think? He's going to get a bit of soil. A bit of coal in his stocking. I think you're right. Guys, do we think it goes on the naughty list? Yeah. Guys, if we think it's on the naughty list, I need hands on our heads. And then our shoulders. And then our knees. And then our toes. And then our heads. Shoulders. Knees. Toes. Head. Shoulders. Knees. Toes. Head. Shoulders. Knees. Toes. Brilliant, guys. I think you're right. Are we ready for another letter, boys and girls? Where are we now in Causey? Tell us. We're in the elves' control room. And what happens here? This is where we have loads of scanners and different switches that control all what happens on Christmas Eve. Wow. And you're going to tell these wonderful children all about it? I am. I'm going to get all the little ones to come to the front. Can everyone hear me? Perfect. Now, this is Santa's very special control room. And this is where we help him on Christmas Eve. So we've lots of different gadgets here. What do you think these scanners do? We've got two here. What do you think they do? Hmm? They show you where to go. Yeah, this is where we show Santa where to go on Christmas Eve. And it also tells us where all the good boys are and where all the good girls are. And it also tells where all the naughty boys and girls are. Have we all been good today? Yeah. Growing ups, how have they been? <gasps> now, you switched on a red light. What do you think that does? Whose nose is red? Rudolph. Rudolph's nose is red. Now, on Christmas Eve, if it's really foggy, Santa will call us on that telephone there and he'll tell us to turn on Rudolph's nose. And we'll turn it on, he can see and he can travel to all your houses. Isn't that really cool? Now, we have another one here. This is our reindeer translator. So I want to come up and say hi to the reindeers and they'll recognise you later. They really have them captivated. They're captivated by all this, aren't they? You can see them getting more excited with every yeah, yeah. little thing, feel yeah. they? Yeah, because we're reminding listeners that we're on Causey Farm, the Christmas experience, and we're making our way to Santa Claus. And that will be the culmination of this wonderful trip this evening. But there's so much to enjoy, Louise, on the way. This is an amazing workshop, mm. isn't it? Control centre for the world. <laughs> From County Mead. God, everything happens in County Mead. Clockta. The home of Halloween, the control room for Santa Claus. It's an amazing county, isn't it? It's a fantastic county, Jerry. <laughs> so where are we here? These are the elves' this bedrooms. This is the elves' bedroom, yes. We have lots of little tiny beds and we take a magic potion and that shrinks us all and then we can fit in the beds. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. And of course, the elves, so important to Santa. Oh, definitely very the helpers. Important. We have workshop elves, we have wrapping elves, we have control room elves, we have sparkles, of course, that's our, our head elf there. She's very important. And then we have Miss Claus upstairs. Oh no, she's just up these stairs. Yeah, just up these stairs. Wow. Sarah, when you're finishing the Mrs. Mrs. Claus. I've never seen Mrs. No, Claus. never, never. Will we go? Come on, we'll go. Let's go, Louise. Up the stairs we go. I've never met Mrs. Claus. Imagine at my age. Here she is. Well, guys, do you know what? I need your help with something. Do you think you could help me? Yeah. Yeah? Well. The big man, Santa Claus, was talking to me earlier and he said that he needs his suitcase packed. Would you like to help me pack his suitcase? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Is the presents going to be in there? Oh, sadly, it's not the presents. It's just his clothes. Boring old clothes. Are but Do you see these? This is the big, big bag of clothes. Well, all of these clothes have to go into a big red case that's over there. So do you think you can help me fill it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Does he need his Santa clothes? Oh, he do- well, he wears his Santa's clothes, but we have some spare Santa clothes that we we'll put in. So if okay. I start handing these out, will you, will you help me? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, okay, we have a towel in case it rains. And now it's going into a big red chest over there. Will you pop that in? And who else would like to help? <gasps> would you? Oh, a big scarf for you. 
And what else do we have? <gasps> Another scarf. Oh, he needs lots of layers, you know, in case he goes to somewhere where it's snowing and cold. Oh, oh, we have oh a lovely pair of long johns. Oh, that's a special one now. <laughs> oh, now, guys, this is the start of the socks. Oh, he needs lots and lots of socks on his journey. Do you see the red cardigan on the end of the bed? Will you put that in for me? Oh, thank you so much. Now, look at that. You can put that in. If you can take that off, you can pop that in. Mrs. Claus is making sure her husband is well attired for the journey all over the world. Now you know where he sleeps for the other 364 days of the year. Absolutely. I never knew there was a Mrs. Claus, did you? I had heard of her, but I've never seen her. Yes, this is really special. Look at all the children surrounding her in the bed. Isn't it lovely? Full of chat. Mm. Mrs. Claus, thank you so much. Oh, no worries at all. Have a Merry Christmas. I hope you're having a good day. We're having a great day in Causey. And you've just been wonderful there with the children, I have to say. Well, it's great to see them all coming with such smiles on their face, full of joy. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. We love to see it here. It's absolutely great. Can I tell you, even at my stage of life, it's a first for me. I never miss Mrs. Claus in my life. So I think I'll make a wish myself like the rest oh, of them. Oh, do make a wish. You might as well. The Christmas spirit, the magic's flowing, so you might as well. Anyway, the husband is all set. Not long to oh, go now. Not long to go. He's all set. The, the toys are being built. The presents are being put away. Oh, nearly there. Very, very exciting here now. So the very, message very for the children, be good. Get oh, to bed early. Nice and early now. Don't wake up too early. You know, you have to make sure that Santa's been and gone. And... I hope there's a few nice treats out for him as well. Oh, oh yes. he'd love that. Carrots for the reindeers. Oh, a, l- a little tipple. Will you allow him a little well, tipple here oh, and there? Well, we'll have to see about that one now. <laughs> if he's good, if he's good. <laughs> Mrs. Claus, thank you. Oh, thanks for coming Happy to see Christmas. Us. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks a million. We've come from Mrs. Claus into the elves. Santa's, Santa's workshop. workshop. And what's your names? Snowflake. And my name's Tinsel. Are you so busy? Very always busy, busy, always trying to get her ready in time for Christmas Eve. Will the children be very happy? Will you have all the toys ready? Will Santa have all the of goods? Of course he will. Never ready. leave children disappointed on Christmas Day. Never, never, never. So you work long days here, but there's still time for a little bit of play and amusement. Of course, of course. Always Santa's great. Time. What's he really like? Oh, he's a fantastic man. Can't fault him. He's brilliant. Great to work with. Yeah, very good to work with. Is this a happy place always? Christmas, all day, every day. Thank you so much. No problem, thank Thank you. you. Bye, bye. So where are we headed now? Did I hear Santa? somebody say Santa? Santa is en route and he's coming right now and everyone's so excited to see him. So come along in here and I'll get you seated down for Santa. Terrific. Oh, look at this. Oh, 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 oh. Louise. I see a big chimney breast over there and a big open chimney. I think this is it, Cherry. Is it? The kids know it's it as well. Look at their faces. They're all gathered here, waiting, waiting. What's going to happen? The anticipation, the excitement is building. Everybody's in in the group that we're in. Well, there'll be just an explosion here if it happens. But you have to say, isn't it fantastic? You have children, you have parents, you have grandparents. They're all here. And they're all in such happy mood, aren't they? And the clock goes back for everybody, regardless of your age. We're all children at heart, and you can really see that here today in Causey. Now, here we go. Hello, everyone. I'm usually in here with Santa, practicing to see how fast he can get down this chimpley. But Santa's not been doing too good at the minute because he's been eating a lot of mince pies and drinking a lot of hot chocolate, and oh, he keeps getting stuck in the chimney because this year he's put on a bit of extra weight, and oh my goodness, don't tell him I said that. 
Now, would you like to see Santa? A hundred percent sure? Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to need all your help with this, all right? And after the count of three, I want you all to shout for Santa as loud as you can. Can you do that for me? Yeah. Okay, take a deep breath in. And out. Feeling good? Feeling good? Great. One, two, three. Santa! Is it really him? Look! Like him. Look at the black boots. Look at the red trousers. Look at the rope ladder. That's how he gets down the chimneys. Will he get out? Will he get out or will he be stuck? He's stuck. Yay! <laughs> I thought Santa had a better sense of direction than this. Look at the faces of the children. Oh, Louise, look, look. Here he comes, here he comes. Gosh, what a wonderful surprise. Oh, I wasn't expecting any visitors here today. It's so wonderful to see you all. I've just been practicing in the chimney, getting ready for Christmas Eve. You know, I almost got stuck. And then, I... hold on a moment. How did you all get in here into my sitting room? Did you, did you come in one of these doors over here? Ho, ho, ho. Was it one of my elves that brought you in? Was it Sparkles? Oh, ho, ho. And have you seen Sparkles? Yeah. Is Sparkles here now? Whereabouts is Sparkles? Behind me? Behind Which side? Which side? Oh, over here, Sparkles. I, I thought you said that Sparkles was... Oh, well, I'm after checking. I, I, are you sure? Oh, ho, 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 ho. Sparkles, dear, you are... Have you been behind me all this time? I couldn't resist, Santa. It's just oh, so fun. Oh, it's great fun, Sparkles. I'll tell you. Did you bring all these wonderful boys and girls into my sitting room? I did, Santa, but it's for a really good reason. Oh, tell me more, Sparkles. Well, I heard that you're all on the good list. That's right, that's right, of course. Oh, tell me, have you all been in to see my workshop? Yeah. Oh, yes, and did you meet any of my elves in the workshop? Yeah. Oh, my elves, they've been so very, very busy making all the presents and toys. And even I made some toys for you. Oh, thank you so much for your help. Oh, very good. You're all excellent. Now, and you know, they've almost made all the presents and toys for Christmas Eve. Because, you know, on Christmas Eve, I'd be loading up my sleigh, won't I? And I'd be flying all around the world, delivering all the presents and toys to all the boys and girls. But can you tell me, when I'm flying along in my sleigh, what's pulling my sleigh along? Reindeers! The reindeer, you're right. And can you name some of my reindeer? Oh, yes, you can call out the names. Donner. Dasher. Dasher. Clanta. Cupid. Donner. So we leave Santa, who's just come down the chimney on the Causey experience, and we head on on our journey, nearly coming to an end now at this stage. It's like turning back the clock. Years and years. Santa, have you a message for all the boys and girls on LMFM Radio today? Oh, yes. Of course. Well, I first of all, I'd like to wish you all a, a very Merry Christmas. And, of course, I'll see you all on Christmas Eve. You'll all be fast asleep, bed nice and early now, and I'll have a nice little surprise for you underneath the tree on Christmas morning. Merry Christmas to you all. Ho, ho, ho! Ah, oh, my word. Magical, Louise, magical. So magical, I felt like I was four again. Yeah, we rolled back the clock. Thank you to everybody 
in Causey Farm, especially Deirdre Marta, who invited us over. We really do appreciate it. And it's a wonderful, wonderful experience, experience you have there. Treasure it. And so many people have enjoyed it. And I'm sure more will in the years to come. Now, we have our winners for the Foster and Allen tickets. We have a pair of tickets for the TLT in Drogheda on the 11th and for the New Grange Hotel in Navan on the 4th. Who are the winners, Louise? Bill Quirk in Kells is heading to the New Grange. And Des Howard in Balbriggan will go to the Drogheda TLT. Well done. Fantastic. Well done to both of you. And just reminding you about LMFM Christmas. Yes, it's our brand new online Christmas station. And for all your Christmas hits, simply go to lmfm.ie, click on LMFM Christmas, and there you are. But do remember, the big thing to do is download the LMFM app. You can bring it with you anywhere in the world, and you can listen to LMFM Christmas on the smartphone app as well and it's playing non-stop Christmas hits right now we're doing our best to play non-stop Christmas hits in the uh, on the late lunch uh, b- between guests as well news and sport on the way at three o'clock on the show and afterwards a tale about a bank customer you know her well all I'll tell you is it looked like disaster a little while ago a little while ago but thanks to our Louise All's well that ends well. Stay with us on Late Lunch. It just gets worse every day with the FAI, doesn't it? They go in cap in hand looking for 18 million and they won't show up today. Do you know something? I'm I'm a League of Ireland man. I have been all my life. I've been going to see Drogheda since I was a tot, as many people know. I've been involved as a child. I've supported them. I've travelled in Europe with them. I've covered them here on the radio. I've been secretary, treasurer of the club. I know the League of Ireland and I know all the clubs in the League of Ireland. And you know what I'm going to say to you today? In a way, and I don't mean this in a a bad sense, it would be better if the whole thing folded, the Football Association at this point in time, and that the League and the League clubs were no longer under the remit of the FAI. And I say to the League clubs, and the Dock and Drogheda are in this bailiwick here and the Dublin clubs nearby, you have to share some of the blame for this mess as well. Because you acquiesced. You were in there. You accepted what was thrown at you. You didn't stand up and speak for yourselves. And you allowed yourselves to be dictated to. And you see, the league is run for really the big clubs. That's the honest, to be absolutely honest, that's the way it works. And in Drogheda's case, when they were a cock-a-hoop and they had the money, they were up there and they weren't thinking about anybody else. Dundalk's in that position at the minute and Rovers. And, you know, really the rest are there but you can't have a league without the others you understand there's no competition without the others and every club needs to be built up and nurtured all 19 of them sadly it looks like Limerick is gone at this stage but you people in the league clubs have responsibility in this as well along with many others what needs to happen now is that the league moves away sets up its own executive with a CEO and professional people like the Premier League in England negotiate for your TV rights and make life better for everybody and when the money comes from Europe that goes to every club every year it needs to go to the clubs and, and, and be part of the club's income. And there needs to be a fresh and new beginning here. I understand the loss of European places would be catastrophic and I don't think UEFA will let that happen. But UEFA should be told the way the clubs in the league have been treated here for years. It's really like that that's them and us. It's not the league or the FAI supporting clubs. There's a, there's a them and us sort of uh, thing happens in there. Unless you're one of the big boys where you can go in and sort of dictate terms. This is a good opportunity. It's a great opportunity. 
Although the thing is on its arse and on the ground, here is a chance now. Break away. Set up on your own. Get a CEO and a proper professional executive. Run it for all of the clubs. Strengthen all of the clubs. Make them all better. And avoid catastrophes like Limerick and the clubs going out of business by the new time. Licensing? Yeah, licensing. Don't make me laugh, club licensing. What a joke that was. Supposedly, to make the clubs more compliant... Look at the year that's just gone by. The trouble at Bray. Problems with clubs not having games for six, five, six weeks and having to pay players' wages. Limerick gone out of business. Others teetering on the brink. Don't let them cod you and tell you from the FAI of the league that it's much improved. It ain't. And I'm a League of Ireland fan. That's me soapbox piece for today on Late Lunch. Let's get back to our Christmas cuties, folks. Who have we, Louise, to cool the temperature in Late Lunch studio? <laughs> I was just looking at you now there, Jerry. I'm passionate. I'm a passionate <laughs> yeah, man. They know place, that yeah. anyway. But I speak the truth and I'm honest. And that is the honest truth I've just spoken. And the clubs know it's the truth. And they can, like, gloss <laughs> it up any way they want. They've been complicit. They've cowed down. Bar the ones that had the power of the money at the time of the success. It needs to change. It must change. This is a watershed moment. It's an opportunity for the League of Ireland and they need to grasp it. Christmas cuties, who have we now? Well, we have now Kayla and Zoe Brown and they're six and they're from Carrick Macross. Are you ready? Let's hear them. Look at the snowflakes falling down. Wasn't that just lovely? That's done my heart good. That's eased the blood pressure <laughs> You're for You're smiling sure. again. Who is that? Who are they? Tell me again. It's uh, Zoe and Kayla Brown from Carrot and Cross. I, I think love they're twins. Oh, I love them. They're just gorgeous. They're Christmas cuties for sure. Definitely. And they're in the mix for the €250 Euro Shoe City voucher for the cutest cutie. Keep them coming to us. We need them singing or reading poetry or telling a wee story. That's what we're looking for. WhatsApp your cuties to 086-1800-658. And we could be hearing them on LMFM's Late Lunch tomorrow. We will use them ourselves. We promise you that. And you must give them to us in that spirit that we will use them. They may be on social media as well. That's part of the terms and conditions. The most honest and best thing ever said about the FAI, Jerry. A Drogheda United fan myself, and well done to you, and well said, said Eamon Indonlea. Thank you, Eamon. Thanks indeed for that. I missed you at Carsey Farm. I was on my lunch break. I heard my work colleagues Tinsel and Sparkles looked after you, though. It's Santa's little helper. Seven sleeps to go. Ho, ho, ho. 
Thank you, Santa's little helper. We really love you. We don't know who you are, but we love you to bits. Hi, Jerry. I hope Santa's chimney is clean. I was just listening in there, says uh, Cal, the chimney cleaner. Nice to hear from you, Cal. I'm sure it was. He was. It was clean, wasn't it, when he came down? Oh, he, uh, his, no dust at all. No soot in his sack or on his beard or anything like that. It was lovely. So they must have had a chimney cleaner in there for sure, Cahill. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. When we come back after the final break of the day... I thought I wouldn't be talking to Margaret Madden. You know Margaret? Yes, LMFM's Late Lunch Book Club guru until the new year. But she'll be joining us in a moment. Stay with us. Margaret Madden, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? Well, I thought we'd be here with a tale of woe, but all's well that ends well. Tell our listeners quickly, what happened yesterday? Oh, the joys of it. I went to use my card, first of all, up north and, and, and my, my, you know, debit card, and it came up blocked. And I was like, that's odd. Maybe it's because I'm over the, that there border. And uh, came back down, tried to use it to book tickets online for something, and the same thing happened. That was strange. So rang the bank, and they said, um, oh, no, you can't use that card. We put a block on it. And I was like, why? And they said, because you're um, in negative balance. And I'm like, yeah, but I have an overdraft. And they were like, no, we've decided we don't do overdrafts anymore. And they just blocked it and told me that I wouldn't be able to get a new card until after Christmas. Wow, at this time, and you would have family and gifts to buy and all that goes along with Christmas. So they just took a unilateral decision, and we're talking about the EBS, is it here? That's right, yeah. Um, Now, I I don't know why they wouldn't inform people they were going to do this before doing it, but... Mm. In the meantime, now, um, I, uh, the guy on the phone, God bless his cotton socks, I think he pitched the wrong woman, you know. <laughs> I, just, I couldn't let it go. I have Christmas presents to buy. So um, very, very nicely, the general manager, I think, got word that I might have been having a chat to you. And uh, they, they've sorted it all out and, and authorised for me to go and get cash out and draw it, which is where I am now. Oh, great stuff. I have to say, yeah. well done to our Louise, Louise Walsh. She got stuck into this yesterday and uh, she moved this along on your behalf and you got the call uh, from the regional manager today. And they have yeah. issued a statement to us just to say an EBS senior manager has been in contact with the customer, which you confirm, uh, to assure her that if she does not have access to a card, she'll be able to withdraw her funds at our Drogheda office. Our overdraft facilities continue to be available, they say. Oh, well, there we go. That's more shopping then. There you go. So the overdraft is sorted. You can get your money and you will have a new card. But we just wanted to highlight it in case anybody else came up against the same thing, Margaret. Exactly, because they did say that I wasn't an isolated case, that anybody that has um, authorised overdraft may find that their card is not going to work. So uh, just to check that okay, out. OK, well, listen, I thank you for highlighting it today. And if anyone else has an issue, they can give us a shout here at LMFM and let us know. But again, you have to question unilaterally ending an overdraft without telling a customer. Ah, oh, that's a no-no for sure. Absolutely. Um, could, but I mean, I, without you and Louise, I'd be lost. Ah, not at all. Listen, without you, we'd be lost on late lunch. Our <laughs> great, great book club guru, as I call you, month in, month out. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Happy show. Shopping. Oh, thanks, Jerry. Take See care. You. Bye-bye. See you in January. That's Margaret Madden there. Bit of a strange one, isn't it? Well, the EBS, well, they've sorted this. I hope there's not many more affected. If there are, please do get onto them and push the button there. Would they be in line for the Grinch at Christmas this year? I don't want to see them because they're good people. I know they're good people there. Uh, but anyway, watch this space. Hopefully that's the uh, Margaret sorted and others will be too. That's a lot on late lunch for this Wednesday afternoon. She used to be my opener at Christmas. She lost her place the last few years. 
first time I've played her. Number one in the US, Billboard Hot 100 for the first time ever after 25 years. For all you late lunch people out there, it's Mariah. LMFM with your local mace going the extra smile this Christmas for a season filled with magic. One a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own. More than you could ever know. Make my wish come.
the late lunch with Blackstone Motors. The 2020 Dacia sales event is now on at Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Call in to see how shockingly affordable a new Dacia is in the new year. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.